Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. I'm Logan Camden. I'm Carson Brabber. And this is Nerd Sesh. No! Oh, my God. How could he do that? Are you on Charles? What? Charles Darwin. Welcome, everybody, back into the 11th edition of Trivia Time, the first time when the entirety of this episode will be filmed. This is honestly got to be my favorite episode that we do. I think that this is just when we can really align with the Nerd Sesh brand and just show that we are strange nerds about our respective sports. So as always, I will be asking Logan 15 questions about the NFL with one bonus question in which he names any quarterback from some obscure team from 2005 on. He will ask me 15 questions about the NBA. For the first time ever, Logan, we're going to start this out in a way that makes sense where I ask you the first question so I don't end up asking you two to end it. It's probably the biggest innovation in Nerd Sesh history. We're going to start with it here. And Logan, I told you before we, before we started recording this week that since we've done so many of these, I've entered a new genre of questions. And that question is decade statistical leaders. And my first one is, who led the 1980s in receiving yards? Okay, I, I like the I like the new structuring of questions. Um, let's see, '80s receiving. Um, I was gonna just blurt out Jerry Rice, but I know that's incorrect. This is not a gimme by any means. It's a tough one. Yeah, any dead hair is just me thinking here. Um, man, this is a good this is a good first question uh, to start out with. My dog is currently trying to enter the room. Hello, Bear. Good to see you again. Um, let me think. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Carson. This is a really good question. Uh, 80s wideouts. Uh, Chris Collinsworth. It is not Chris Collinsworth. That was a tremendous guess. I can't believe it wasn't correct. Yeah. Although he did uh, lead the me... 1980s in sneers. <laughs> in what? That. In sneers. He's always sneering, that guy. He's always got that weird smile on. Carson, what does that mean? <laughs> it's tough to say, but it came out of my mouth, so I got to live with it now. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Peyton Manning's favorite player, Wes Chandler, 
It is not Wes Chandler. Would you like to keep Steve guessing, Largent. or would you like me to? Steve Largent, very good guess. He is second. That's that's all I got. The answer is James Lofton with nine thousand four hundred sixty-five yards. Largent is second, just about a hundred yards behind him. Then it's Ark Munt. Ar- then it's Art Monk, <laughs> Stanley Morgan, and Roy Green. A relatively obscure top five, although James Lofton is like top 15 in receiving yards all time and is kind of underrated in that respect. And also an all-time great Buffalo Bill. More of an all-time great Packer, but also a Buffalo Bill. Uh, Yeah, good question, Carson. Uh, I see you're going to put me through the ringer here today. I'm excited. Uh, I started you off with a pretty easy one. Okay, Uh, Carson, can you tell me who the last player to lead the playoffs in points per game and win the NBA Finals? Yeah, I should be able to. Um, so obviously, wait. Well, it's not last year because KD was averaging 32 and Kawhi averaged 30. Two years ago, is it KD? That's a pretty tempting option. I'm not going to lie. You, you gave me a little bit of a head shake there. I don't know if this is, if this is mind games. Um, okay, I'm going to say it's not KD. The year before that, when KD averaged 35 a game in the finals, it's a persuasive case. But no, 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 no. Actually, okay. So I thought this through. It's 100% not KD two years ago because LeBron averaged like 34 a game in those playoffs, and he definitely led it in scoring. 16-17, though. Could it be KD? Let's think about who else it could be. It could always be LeBron. It's not James Harden. I know that because he's never led the playoffs in scoring. Could it be someone who had a small sample size? Mm, I don't feel tremendous about this, but I'm going to go KD in 16-17. I would like more guesses, though, if I'm wrong. It is not Kevin Durant. Mm, Rats. Okay. 15-16. LeBron James. Now... Clay Thompson led those playoffs in total points, but could LeBron have led it in points per game? I really don't know. 14, 15, Steph definitely didn't. It's definitely not him. I guess I have to throw 15, 16 LeBron in there as a guess. The correct answer is LeBron, uh, but you got the years wrong. Um, 2017, the leader was Russell Westbrook. He uh, averaged 37 points per game. And, uh, the year that I was uh, asking for is 2012. Uh, that is how far back you have to go by points per game. Uh, 30.3 with Miami. Uh, LeBron led in 2018 with Cleveland, as you remember, 34 points per game. But, of course, mm-hmm. they lost to the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your thinking was pretty solid there. I, I thought LeBron would come to the top of your dome immediately. Yeah. Well, I was just going back year by year because I kind of thought that there was a higher probability um, than it turns out there actually was. Good question, Logan. I like that one a lot. Okay. This one, I like. Two pairs of teammates in NFL history have had 100 or more official sacks for the same franchise. Who are those two pairs of teammates? And a pair of teammates are two guys whose careers overlapped in one spot for even just one season. It's a thinker. That's a very good question. Thank you. Oh, just, Just for my curiosity, there's no Steelers here, right? There are no Steelers, unfortunately. Winning. Yeah, sorry. Um, 
I'm trying to think about some of the guys that are teammates. You don't normally get dominant pass rushing. Uh, Reggie White is a thought because he played in a few different areas, Panthers, Eagles, Packers. Um, did Kevin Green play with uh, – I'm going to go Kevin Green and Reggie White, although I'm not 100% sure they ever played together. They are not one of the two pairs of teammates. Um, Chris Dolman, Michael Strahan, some of these guys. Uh, Jerome Brown and Reggie White. No. None of I – will, I will help you now. Reggie White is not one of these people. Um, Merlin Olson and Deacon Jones. Oh, they're unofficial. Yeah, that is that is part of the key to the question. I don't know if Merlin Olson got there. Obviously, Deacon Jones did, but they are pre-official sacks. Um, I'll give you a couple hints. One of their names you already mentioned, and you would not think of him as a teammate of this person because they only played together in the old guys last season and in the young guys first season. Uh, Bruce Smith has got to be the old guy, right? No. It's someone, who, it's someone whose name you've already said. I don't think you had said Bruce Smith. No, I was just thinking, I don't know, for some reason I immediately, when you said old guy, I went to Bruce Smith on the Redskins. Oh, that's a good thing. Um, uh, Kevin Green. In... All right, I'm going to give this uh... – Okay, this is just a weird one that I had in the back of my brain. I don't know how many Elvis Doomerville has. I don't think he ever reached 100. It's not Terrell Suggs and Elvis Doomerville, just to knock them off my list. It's not. That is good thinking, though, because Doomerville has some seasons where he's totally up there. All right, I'm going to make one. Uh, I'm going to make a final guess, and then uh, I'll let you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Kevin Green and Julius Peppers. Not Kevin Green and Julius Peppers. The two answers are the one that I referred to, Lawrence Taylor and Michael Strahan. They played together only in 1993. Strahan with 141 and a half sacks as a giant. Taylor with 132. And the other one, which is a pretty tricky one, Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. Played together from 2003 to 2012. Mathis, 123 sacks for the Colts. Freeney, 107.5. Some close cuts. Uh, Chris Dolman and John Randall were very close. And... um, and Denton McMichael were very close from the 80s Bears, but only two pairs. That's a really good question, Carson. I'm going to give you props on that. Thank you. Uh, my next one, one of, the favorite, one of my favorite questions that I wrote. Carson, can you name every player to lead the NBA in scoring and their team miss the playoffs since the merger? Um, there are four players. I love this. Um, my first thought has to be Tiny Nate Archibald. No. Not Tiny Nate Archibald. Um, okay. So let's move through. Adrian Dantley. That's uh, very good guess. But no, actually, Dantley, when he led the league in scoring, made the playoffs. Alex English. Al- another good guess, but no. Man, I'm just thinking of those big numbers guys who didn't have much team success. Bernard King. Yes, that is, a, that is a great guess. 1985, okay. I think the Knicks only won like 26 games. Yeah. Okay, so there's one of them. Now, let's move a little more modern. Um, I'm thinking... Wait, did... No. Kobe missed the playoffs in 0405. 
05-06 and 06-07 were the years he won the scoring title. So it's not going to be him. T-Mac, I don't think so. AI, he's got four of them. So my chances are decent with AI. I'm going to say Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson made the playoffs every year he led the league in scoring. And good, good for him. Good for him. Um, just for time frame, I'm going to give you uh, – so one guy pre-Bernard King and then two guys post-2000. Okay. Well, the post-2000 guys I should be able to get, and if I don't, I have no honor. Um, let's think 2010s. Who could it be? Um, wow, I'm actually kind of surprised that there's – no, I don't think it's 2010s. I think it's got to be 2000s. And if we're going through the 2000s, it's not – Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, friend of the show. Um, man, I got to say, this is kind of a tough one. Wait. Okay. I think I know one of them. Russell Westbrook, when KD got hurt, did they miss Correct. the playoffs? I'm so glad you got that one. Because I was thinking, like, I know they still won, like, 46 games, but I, the, obviously the West has just been brutal for most of that time. Okay. There's one of them. Now let's scroll through the past. And another guy, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you, Carson, you already said uh, another one of the answers. I did when I was just scrolling through my mind. Is it Kobe? Okay. I didn't, I was pretty confident that I had that one, right? Is it T-Mac? It is Tracy McGrady in 2004. Wow. Okay. So now this is the fun one. The pre Bernard King one. We're going back to the wild. Oh, world be free. It is not world be free. Wow, that shocks me. That man averaged 30 a game on some bum teams. Okay, um, not world be free. It's got to be late 70s, some wild. Could it be Moses Malone? It's not Moses Malone. Darn. You are, you're, you're, you're really hot right now. I can tell I'm in the right era. It's that late 70s, early 80s era. I can tell. Man, oh, who could it be? I really want to get this one. I don't want to give up at this point. I really don't. But I'm kind of struggling to think of the last person who it could be. And I'm going to be so upset when you tell me because I'm definitely going to know. Oh, come on. Think, Carson. Think. There are only so many people who have won scoring titles. That's the thing. And I should know who they all are. I... I'm going to give up, and I'm going to be so mad when you tell me. I know you're going to be mad. It's Pistol Pete in 1977. No. How did I miss that? Foolish. All right, great question, Logan. That's a, I should have gotten that one. Um, and I literally, I mean, I literally read the man's biography last year, so shame on me. Okay, this is a good one, and it may be easier than you think. Keep that in mind. Excluding players drafted last year, which first-round pick since 2000 has played the least career games? And obviously, we're excluding 2019 guys because, you know, there's a number of reasons that they just wouldn't have played. This is a really good question. Um, And you've got to think of some obscure first-round picks. Um, I'm going to say I don't want to go Kajana Carter because he had a somewhat of a career on different teams. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that got injured like right out of the gate and never played. 
I'm also pretty sure Kajana Carter was 96 or something. Oh, you're right, actually, too. He wouldn't even count. 95. He was 95. I thought it, I just immediately thought of guys who... Uh, uh, I'm going to throw one out. Uh, Robert Kimdichie. Not Robert Kimdichie. Interesting, though. Let's see how many games he actually has played. I will tell you, this number is... I mean, this guy is a real outlier. This guy played five career games. Next worst is 13. So can he's you, in a can league you of his own. Down by like uh, position group. It is a quarterback. Oh no! I gotta get him. It's it's Josh Rosen, isn't? Or no? How many is? No, Rosen's it's not Josh Rosen. Kim DJ was a good guess. He only played twenty nine games, so you know he's in that tier. A quarterback man. Um, five games. That is hor- Oh, is it Johnny Manziel? Not Johnny Football. He is right down there. 14 career games for him. Johnny played in 14 games? Yeah, he did. That was a good guess. That's crazy to, th- that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks drafted in the first. Carson, I have rewatched so many um, first rounds from. Oh, this is going to eat at me if I don't get this. I'll narrow it down for you. It's a 2010s guy. Okay, a little more interesting. Okay, I I I feel I'm pretty confident in my knowledge of 2010s drafts. Um, 2010 was Sam Bradford. I'm trying to think. I don't know if any other first round quarterbacks went. 2011 Cam Newton. 2012 Luck RG3. Oh, is it? Um, it's not Paxton Lynch, is it? It is Paxton Lynch. With five career games over two seasons, the 26th pick of the draft, a lot of people thought he was a steal at 26, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Other people down there in this tier who are relevant, Kevin White, 14 career games. Charles Rogers, may he rest in peace, 15 career games. Um, So, But still, Paxton Lynch is in a tier of his own down there. Shout out John Elway. Now a practice squad member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah, good on you, John Elway. Way to draft another tall guy. Yeah, he's tall, that guy. Oh, he's tall. Carson, I like that. Great question. Um, okay, this is a pretty basic one, Carson. Um, the 1984 NBA draft produced four Hall of Famers and, of course, the greatest basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. Who led this draft in free throw percentage? I love that question. Ooh, you want me to come out here and say Sam Perkins. I know that's what you want. And if you think I'm going to do that, then maybe you're right. Because it's not Michael Jordan. It's not, well, is it John Stockton? I don't think so. But is it really Sam Perkins, Carson? Let's think that one over. I mean, there are a bunch of names who I know in this draft. Um, but it's not going to be a guy like Otis Thorpe. It's not going to be a guy like Alvin Robertson. Uh, it's not going to be a guy like Sam Bowie. Um, this is a good question. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be some sharpshooter who I haven't thought of yet. But weirdly enough, I'm going to go Sam Perkins, and I don't think it's right. It is not Sam Perkins. And yeah. Come on, Carson. Oh, man, that makes me think, Ew, who could it be? Man, 
can you, no, I'm, I don't want to ask for any hints. Was this a second round guy? No. You're looking at me like the answer Sam Bowie, which I know it's not. Um, is it MJ? It's Michael Jordan. You didn't have to overthink it. It was, <laughs> it's Michael Jordan, 83.5%. Um, another answer I would have accepted, uh, Danny Young, uh, the 39th pick out of Wake Forest, also shot the same percentage as MJ. And John Stockton, you mentioned 82.6% lifetime. I gave it to you in that that was some mind game stuff. I wanted to mention the greatest player ever. So you said Sam Perkins. So my methodology worked. I must be the only guy in America who would guess Sam Perkins for anything before Michael Jordan. All right. Well, that one, listen, I got to get going here because this is not my best start. Um, okay, Logan. The 1972 Dolphins are famously the only team to go undefeated in league history. And I'm asking you this one because I've gone Super Bowl MVP questions in the past and they've been too easy for you. So we're going back in history. Who won Super Bowl MVP for the 1972 Dolphins in their 14-7 win over the Washington football team? It's a tough one. Larry Zonka? Not Larry Zonka. He won the next year, so that is an admirable guess. Um, Bob Greasy. Not Greasy. Man, I have, I have looked at this list a many times. Oh, um, is it Mercury Morris? Not Mercury Morris. I'm running out of 72 Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> the way you're going to have to get it probably is by going to a mental picture in your brain of the list. If you have it stored in there somewhere. I'm going to throw in the towel, Carson. I don't got it. The answer is Jake Scott. He's a Pro Bowl safety for them. Former seventh-round pick in just his third season. Had two picks in that game, including a 55-yard interception return that he did not take to the house. You know what? I'm not going to lose any sleep over Jake Scott. And you shouldn't. I was just testing that because, you know, I've hit you with like the Dion Branch tier before. And there was one time when I think it was a Dexter Jackson question and you like mentioned Dion Branch too. And one of my questions was about Dion Branch. And I was like, okay, I can't go with any modern Super Bowl MVPs. We got to go back further. So you did yourself oh, in with your own greatness. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, all right, Carson. This one is, this is a bit of a thinker. Um, okay. But I, I give you some context here. So names like Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Dwight Howard, and Carlos Boozer all played in the 2012 playoffs. But what small forward slash power forward who got eliminated in the first round led those playoffs in rebounds per game? 2012, it's not KG, not Timmy D, not Dwight Howard, and not Boozer. Okay. Eliminated in the first round. Let's think pragmatically here. My first thought, and this is a wild one, is Sean Marion. Because he would have still been on that Mavs team. They weren't as good the next year. And he was a good rebounder. But then again, I don't think he was playing the kind of minutes you need. Um, if this is a Lamar Odom question, and I hope that it is, a small forward slash power forward. That makes me think Lamar Odom. It is not Lamar Odom. Why'd you start nodding? <laughs> I thought I had it. I was, I was nodding because of the... <laughs> I was nodding because of the small forward power forward. <laughs> I started pumping my fist like an idiot. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> small forward, power forward. Loss in the first round. Could it be Luol that, Deng? That's a big key. Could it be Luol Deng? Uh, it's not Luol Deng. For some reason, I'm kind of only thinking East right now, and I don't think I'm – wait, no, I'm not. I just said Lamar Odom. I have no idea what's going on. Um, lost in the first round. Small forward, power forward. Is it – it's not a – obviously, the Thunder made the, the finals that year. The um, They swept the Lakers in the second round. Wait, they – I'm pretty sure the Thunder beat the Mavs in the conference finals, so I think that was a stupid guess on my part. Um, is it going to be someone on the Phoenix Suns? Small forward, power forward. Is it someone on the Golden State Warriors? Darrell Wright. That's a joke. East. Okay, you implore me to go back to the East. Okay, I will. Um, the Nets super squad had not yet been assembled. Uh and it's not going to be – it's not going to be Paul Pierce or anything, obviously. Um, actually, the Net Super Squad was still a few years away from being assembled. It's not going to be anyone on the Pacers. I, is it – oh, is it J- Josh Smith? Yes! Come on. That's big time, baby. I, I should have thought of him earlier. I figured the small forward, power forward would give you a little leeway. Um, mm-hmm. For context, your Sean Marion guess was pretty good. He ended up uh, 16th in rebounds per game, but like you said, the Mavs got eliminated in four. Um, I just It stuck out to me because there are so many good rebounders in these playoffs, and of all people, Josh Smith, the non-shooter, yeah. the just rebounder, the just rim runner, who could not play in today's game as a three, led it in a rebounding with 13.6 in five games. I'll be honest. I thought Josh Smith was awesome as a kid because that dude was an athlete and then he got old fast and then he was not awesome anymore. Okay, Logan, we're doing another decades question here. Who led the two thousands in tackles? Ray Lewis. It is not Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is second. Zach, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas is third. This man is about 200 tackles above both of them. Brian Urlacher. It's not Brian Urlacher. Good guess. James Ferrier. Not James Ferrier. Man. I know. Is is it a Falcons linebacker? Nope. Are you thinking of Jesse Tuggle, the tackle king? I was. Yeah. Not him. Man, I was uh, – Carson, I cannot tell you how confident I was that Urlacher, Thomas, or yeah. Ray Lewis would hit. The fact to me that it's – just out of Lewis and Thomas, it's not one of those two. It's crazy to me. This guy is 200 tackles above them. Dequell Jackson. No. <laughs> not quite. Uh, he, had some, he had some good seasons in Cleveland. I'll, I'll give him his credit. Man. Middle linebackers from the 2000. Uh, junior Seau? Not Junior Seau. It's got to be a guy that was drafted near... 1999, 1998, 2000, because he had to play in near every game. That's correct. He played literally every single game in this decade and had over 119 tackles in every single season. Wow. Yeah. That's an impressive resume. Pretty incredible. All right, I'm going to see if I can pull – 
another name out of my tail here. And uh, if I'm wrong, you can just go ahead and tell me. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think about teams that it could possibly be because there's got to be a linebacker that I'm just completely spacing out on right now. Man, and I was so confident in the Farrier guess. After you had shut that down, I was like, oh, Farrier's got an unlock. Mm-hmm. It's not a Bills linebacker, right? You could consider him a Bills linebacker. That might not be how you remember him, but he did play for the Buffalo Bills. Man, this this you have got my curiosity peaked. Um, I don't know. AJ Hawk got drafted in two thousand and five. That would have been a terrible guess. <laughs> uh, Carson, I'm gonna throw in the tower. I'm draw, I'm drawing a blank. London Fletcher. Oh, that is. I should have gotten that. With 1,377, Ray Lewis at 1,182, Zach Thomas at 1,175. That was a tough one. Carson, the other day I saw a post (laughs) comparing Ray Lewis and London Fletcher, and I go, man, this London Fletcher dude is pretty sweet. He should be definitely (laughs) fame. I think you sent me that, actually. That hurts. Or maybe I just saw that as well. That hurts. That, I feel that one's going to keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carson, LeBron and James Harden are obviously meeting in the playoffs, but they have also met 21 times in the regular season. Who has a better head-to-head record in the regular season and more points per game in their meetings? Okay. Um, this has to be LeBron. But then again, would you be asking this question if the answer were LeBron. But then again, maybe you would because it is topical. Um, I'm thinking it has to be LeBron because, man, there have been some really good Rockets team and Harden was on some really good Thunder teams. But also, Harden was not scoring at the clip that you would think he would need for those first three years. I'm going to go LeBron. Yeah, it's LeBron. And okay. the reason I asked this question is it was so close. Um, LeBron yeah. is 11-10 and 10 head-to-head against James Harden, uh, 27.1 points per game. Obviously, I think some of the uh, Oklahoma City games factor in as yeah. well. Uh, Harden, uh, 24 points per game. I thought Harden might have the edge in points per game as well, but mm-hmm. no, LeBron yeah. is the GOAT. Well, I think we both know that's not true, but he's up there. Okay, Logan, I think these next couple – you might pick up some steam with. Actually, I think that this is an easier stretch. That was kind of a hard stretch to begin. Okay. Who ran the fastest 40-yard dash in combine history for a man weighing 280 pounds or more? Oh, man, I was going to eat this question up. I was going to go Dre Archer, uh, Bo Jackson, Chris Johnson. I was going to run it down, and then you <laughs> threw in 280 pounds. One of the big guys. Um, fast combine. Uh, can I ask how recent it was? recent within the past 10 years uh, chase winovich no let's calm down <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna think just athletic uh beast um the first guy that oh, i don't i was gonna go like jadavian Clowney or miles garrett but i don't know how much those guys weigh um i am gonna throw miles garrett out there not miles garrett uh, that's a good guess because i think he does weigh right around 280 I think he weighs 270. Yeah, he's 6'4", 272. Not Miles Garrett. Um, I doubt it'd be an O-lineman. To, it has to be an edge rusher. It has to be a, a D-lineman. 
Good thinking. Um, All of these guys are pass rushers, basically. Everyone on the list. But J.J. Watt. Not J.J. Watt. A lot of these guys also play inside, so it's a combination. Oh, what do you mean? Um, well, out of this list, they're all D linemen, basically. So I mean, you just mean that some are interior? Yeah, most of them are. Well, it's it's a mix. Some of them are interior. Some of them play on the outside. Um, I don't know how fast he ran. Ed Oliver? Not Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is going to be a beast, though. Buffalo oh. Bills got a steal. Oh, don't I know it? Don't I know it? Okay, fat guys that have wheels. Um, right now on the pod, uh, the Rockets uh defeated the Lakers. Yeah, gonna be a good um, series. Let me ask you this. Uh, this is gonna be my last question. Um, okay. until I make another guess. Uh, quality as a football player, what would you give him? A plus 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 plus. Oh, is it Aaron Donald? It's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald ran a 4.6840. The rest of the 4.7 and under crew includes Mario Williams, Charles Grant, Tank Johnson, Quinton Copels, John Kaminsky, all first rounders except for Tank Johnson, who went in the second round, and Kaminsky, who was undrafted. So obviously, incredibly valuable to have those guys that have that blend of speed and strength. I would like to give you credit. Jadavion Clowney ran a 4.53. And he weighs 267 right now. I don't know what he weighed in the combine, but that is a fast big man right there. And and I remember at the time, I don't know, some people criticized the Aaron Donald pick. I thought it was a near no-brainer out of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. how dominant he would be in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Carson, been. my next question, is, these next two questions are my favorite of the pod. Okay. Now you can, I'll read the question first and then I'll explain. Okay. Who was the best five-man offensive unit by points scored per 100 possessions this season? And you can name the team first and then attempt to get the rotation. Okay. I like this a lot. Um, Dallas Mavericks is my guess for the team. Incorrect. This one is not based on any logic, but it is based on you, Logan Camden. Sacramento Kings. Not the Sacramento Kings. I wish, though. Is there a minimum amount of minutes that these that this unit had to play? Yeah, um, I think it was no unit would have played less than 20 games together. Um, I think the minimum minutes was like 400, 450, okay, something like that. So legitimate, legitimate minutes that, that these guys played together. I can tell by your excitement that it's going to be a, a weird one. Or maybe it's just because it's a good question. It's, it's tough to tell. And it seems like you nod no matter no, what I say. One. Okay, it's a weird one. Um, man, is it the Denver Nuggets? A good guess. Um, I'll give you another hint here. Uh, all but one of these teams in the top five were playoff teams. I wonder if the one... I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. Incorrect. Hmm. There's only so many teams that I can guess, so I will get there eventually. Four of the five are playoff teams. Okay. Um... Let's just think about great offenses. Houston Rockets. Nope. The Los Angeles Clippers. Nope. I'm now flipping that strategy on its head completely. The Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Horrible guess. Yeah, not a good guess at all. I'm just thinking this one has to be really weird. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are second. Okay. The Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors are not in the top five. Indiana Pacers. No. 
Milwaukee Bucks. No. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> no. There's only so many teams I can guess. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just going through the Central Division. <laughs> no. Oh, this is not going to feel legitimate even, even if I do ever get this. Um, you know what? I can't guess every team in the league. So tell me the team, and then I'll try to guess the lineup. Number one, the Utah Jazz, 119.4 points per 100 possessions. Okay. I really thought for a second it was going to be the Wizards. I was about to guess the Wizards. Okay. That lineup has to include Jordan Clarkson. Over one. No. Georges Nyang. <laughs> no. Bojan Bogdanovic. Correct. Donovan Mitchell. Correct. Joe Ingles. Correct. Tony Bradley. <laughs> no. I'm thinking, all right, I guess Rudy Gobert then. Correct. Um, and Royce O'Neal? Yes, that is the five. Um... Wow, so it's just their starting lineup. Wow. Yeah, uh, the Jazz were exceptional by that metric. Uh, third was the Boston Celtics, Kemba, Brown, Hayward, Tatum, Thies, uh, Thies, excuse me, uh, the Heat was Nunn, Robinson, Butler, Leonard, Adebayo. Fourth, this one blew me out of the water, Carson. Okay. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I want you to attempt to guess their five. I think I'm going to know it. And actually, I'm kind of surprised I didn't guess this for number one. It's got to be three guards. It's got to be Schroeder, CP3, and Shea have to be in there. Shea and CP3 are there, but Dennis Schroeder is not. Oh. Gallinari has to be there. Yes. Is Steven Adams going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to put Steven Adams in there. Um, and the last one, Darius Basley. No. Lou Dort? Who no. is the – it better not be Terrence Ferguson. It is Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> and number five, uh, for those who are interested, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans with their new-look lineup of Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and – Derek favors. That makes sense. Okay, Logan. This one, I think, will pique your interest. Who has the most playoff passing yards of this group? Four options. Matt Hasselbeck, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck. If it's Phillip Rivers, I'm coming to your house and stabbing you, Carson. <laughs> Fair. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, I don't think is the correct answer. I just don't think he's been in the playoffs enough. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck is an interesting one because he was in the playoffs with Seattle a lot. He obviously got to the he got to Super Bowl forty against the Steelers, and he had his mishaps against the Packers. Um, I think it's got to be. I don't think it's Andrew Luck either. I think it's got to be between Hasselbeck and Rivers. And because you, uh, I'm at a. I'm at an impasse right here because I want to answer Philip Rivers because you know my disdain for the man, but I also think this is a trick because you know I will inherently answer Philip Rivers. Um, out of my hatred for him, I am going to go with Matt Hasselbeck. It is Matt Hasselbeck. Well done. I thought that he was the clear odd man out, and I wondered if that might make you think it's got to be him because he's, I would say, definitely in a lower tier as a quarterback from the others, although not Philip Rivers maybe because of your hatred for him. It is Hasselbeck with 2,741 in 11 games. That's 21st all-time. Ryan is just 70 yards behind him, 22nd of all-time, in one less game. Uh, and then Phillip Rivers is third, 
just 16 yards behind Matt Ryan in 11 games, same amount as Hasselbeck. And then Luck is a few spots down just because he only played eight games. He's at 2,254, so the most per game of any of them, but the least opportunities. Well done. Yeah, uh, Matt Hasselbeck, man, don't don't discredit the man. He was he was a good. He wasn't even a game manager. Matt Hasselbeck was a good quarterback. Yes, I agree, but. I think that if you were looking at Philip Rivers without a lens of hatred, I think we would understand that those three quarterbacks are, you know, they, they had better careers than Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, I mean, Ryan has the MVP. Um, Hasselbeck got to a Super Bowl, though. I will hold that over Philip Rivers' head for as long as I live. Okay, fair enough. I think Philip Rivers <laughs> is going to have twice the passing touchdowns by the end of their careers, but sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. It's cool. Um, I hate Philip. He literally literally is, though, by the way. He's at 397. Hasselback was at 212. I'm sorry. Did you say something? (laughs) All right. What's your question for me? Uh, Following up on the last, and you can use uh, what you learned in there to help you on this question, Carson. What five-man offensive unit made the most threes per 100 possessions this season? Although, I will say, the Mm -hmm. number one team is not on the last list. Yeah, I feel good about this. The Washington Wizards. Buzz it in. The Dallas Mavericks. Buzz it in. The Houston Rockets. Buzz it in. Oh, no. It's not the Rockets. All those guys do is shoot threes. This is not my best showing. I'm, um, okay. It's not one of the five. Now, is it the Atlanta Hawks? It's not the Atlanta Hawks. Carson, your mistake with the Rockets, this team makes threes. Oh, burn. Burn. Um, Well, it's not one of those five, so that takes away enough options there because I might have thought maybe the Heat. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. Is it the – No. Is it the Toronto Raptors? It is the Toronto Raptors. Okay. Let me uh, guess the The Raptors five. averaged. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Van Vliet. Lowry. Norman Powell. Mm, yeah. All right. I, 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 just, <laughs> I try to get risky with these. Is it going to be Terrence Davis at the three? No. <laughs> OG Ananobi. Yes. I, I can't imagine if this is the best three-point shooting lineup that they're going to have both Serge and Gasol out there. So I'm going to go – oh, wait, I haven't said Siakam yet. So Siakam. I'm going to go Gasol. It is Gasol. Um, 15.4 threes made per 100 possessions. It's very close. We're just right behind them at 15.3 is the Celtics, Walker, yeah. Brown, Hayward, Tatum, Thice. And then the Heat uh, with their lineup, as I mentioned earlier, the Nuggets mm-hmm. with – or excuse me, the Jazz with their exact same lineup. And mm-hmm. at five, Carson, this one surprised the hell out of me. The Charlotte Hornets, 14 per 100 possessions. Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and Cody Zeller. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Hornets shot a lot of threes this year. Okay, good question, Logan. We're going back to another decade question. Our third of the day, and we're going back to the defensive end of the ball. Who led the 1990s in sacks? Hmm. Bruce it Smith. is a close top five. Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith, number two, with 113 and a half. Um. 
I'm gonna go outside the box, or actually, no, I don't. I want to stay inside the box. I was gonna say okay. John Randall. I don't think Randall has the numbers. It's not John Randall. He's not on the top five. I'm, I'm gonna go with Chris Dolman. Chris Dolman is fifth on the list with 107. Let's run it down. Reggie White. Reggie White is fourth on the list with 111 and a half. Of course he is. Um, Greg Lloyd? No. Let's calm down a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be that out of the box. Um, hmm. Man, I'm just spacing on the DNs today. Uh, it's, it's really interesting that it's none of those top-tier guys for any of these questions because it's a decades question, and when they entered the league is very important when factoring these answers. Uh, I'm going to go Charles Haley. Not Charles Haley. This one, I will warn you, is a top-tier guy. I, I, you will get there. I will get there. Um, let's think. Top-tier guy. Um, I thought Haley was going to knock it on the head. That's not a bad guess. Okay, just because I have to. It's not Kevin Green, correct? Kevin Green is tied for second on the list with Bruce Smith at 113.5. So you have gotten two through five. Number one remains. I'm just going to sit here and think about uh, the NFL teams. Okay, fair. This guy is really, he's one of the true greats. And I've named <laughs> everyone but him. Pretty much. Rams. All I can think about is Aaron Donald. That's not going to help you with this one. Mm, Najee Davenport. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> Carson, I will give you a, I, I'm not a hundred dollars. I'll give you five bucks. If you can tell me who Najee Davenport played for. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that was a really good guess, uh, but no. All right. Well, I don't want your $5 anyways. Okay, there's a big star that I'm completely blanking on right now. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling this question should have not have taken this long, that I should have gotten it by now. Oh, um, after all that, I was going to – you know what I was going to say, Carson? Uh, tell me. Bryce Pop. <laughs> that was the big moment that was that was my big aha ding dong light bulb moment shout out bryce pop for being also interestingly played literally exactly 1990 to 2000 so he is in that sweet spot era wise but no Don't oh T. gallagher uh derek thomas yes it's derek thomas was peyton t gallagher what got you I there Yes, I go Chiefs, Chiefs fans, Peyton T. Yeah. Gallagher, Ryan Blank, Gabe Swartz. And then eventually I go, oh, Derek Thomas. It is Derek Thomas with 116.5. I feel like a fool. No, don't say that. Don't say that. You know, right. it's, not, it's not about the destination. It's, it's about the journey, you know, and, and we yeah. got there. Okay, uh, yeah, Carson. I guess. In the 2018 draft that included Kevin Herter, Gary Trent, and Trey Young, what player out of that class leads in three-point percentage? Uh, and this has a minimum of 50 games played. Okay. So, hmm, I know this draft like the back of my hand. And if I have to go all the way down, so be it. I will do that. But I know the answer. It's Landry Shamit. No. How is it not Landry Shamit? That man is a laser beam from deep. Oh, 
a really good guess. I'll give you credit, and I included – I picked this class specifically because there were so many um, good shooters. Shamit is fifth uh, at 40.2%. Uh, Gary Trent is above him. Gary Trent is not the correct answer. I mentioned him in the yeah. question. Um, yeah. This is – you know who this guy – we talk about this guy a lot. Yeah, no, I definitely do. And my second guess is Aaron Holiday. Good guess, not correct. Man, there are a lot of great shooters in this class. I'm going to get there eventually. Um, wait, 2018 means that they were actually drafted, right? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say Duncan Robinson, um, which would have been a bit of a, bit of a cheat code. Um, 2018 draft. I mean, I don't want to go through all the names because I don't think that's the best content that I can provide. But again, I will go there if I need to. Um, was this guy a first round pick? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get this then. Um, let's go. Obviously it's, oh my God. Is it Jaron Jackson Jr.? That's a good guess. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is 11th on the list, uh, but I like the thinking. Yeah, I was like, I'd be pretty surprised because I feel like this guy has to be in like almost the mid-40s, um, which frightens me um, to think about who it could be. Okay. Um, man, let's just keep running down. I don't think it's Mo Bamba. Is that correct? It's not Mo Bamba? <laughs> no, it's um, not Mo Bamba. It's not Mo Bamba. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a lottery guy. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not Troy Brown Jr. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not Dante DiVincenzo. I'm going to continue to go out on limbs as I work my way through this. I wish it was Chandler Hutchison because I loved Chandler Hutchison, but it's not. I wish it was Anthony Simons, but it's not. Who could it be? Is it, man, I know there's a sharpshooter in here who I'm forgetting about, especially if it's a guy who we talk about. You know what's funny is I would not, like if you asked me to describe how this guy plays basketball, sharpshooter would probably not be how I describe him. Is it Mo Wagner? No. And... I don't know. Just to clarify where you're thinking at in your head right now, Carson, I think yeah. you need to think lottery. Okay. All right. We're just going to go down the lottery then. Um, Aiton, Bagley, Luca, Triple J, Trey Young, uh, Mo Bamba. Um, who went seventh? I wait. Was it a was it the Bulls pick? Because I was Markkinen's the year before. Kobe White's the year after. Those are seventh picks. The Bulls didn't have the seventh pick three years in a row, did they? Yes, they did. Oh, they did. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I kind of thought, oh, oh, it's Wendell Carter Jr. Um, <laughs> no, that's no, no, he's not the answer. <laughs> he's not the answer. He's the pick. Um, man, I, I, I'm not going to give up, but for some reason, I'm kind of having a hard time thinking through this. Who was after Wendell Carter Jr.? I did full mock drafts for this draft. I should know every pick in this. Um, why am I freezing right now? Okay, lottery. You uh, trust me. You don't want me to tell you. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> oh man, is it a guy who I like? Yes. I am 
officially struggling. He's in the playoffs right now. He's in the playoffs right now. There's only so many people left. Um, okay, I mean, honestly, I'm just going to think about the teams that are left in the playoffs and who they took in 2018. The LA Lakers. Um, no, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. The Clippers. Well, obviously, they have Shamit on their team. It's not Shamit. Um, who did they take in 2018? I don't remember. I've decided he's irrelevant. The Denver Nuggets. Is it Michael Porter Jr.? After all of that, it is Michael Porter Jr. Let's 42. go. 42.2% um, yeah. lifetime. I put the minimum 50 games because he's played 55. 62 of 147. Uh, I'm so glad you got that. Yeah. That was um, – I probably should have gotten there sooner. Last pick of the lottery. Um, surprising that he fell that far, obviously. Okay, Logan. That one took a while. This one, hopefully – actually, I don't know how quick this one will be. Three players in NFL history have had multiple 1,800-plus yard rushing seasons. Who are they? One more to how many players? Three. Multiple 1,800-yard rushing seasons. Um, I'm going to go Jim Brown. Not Jim Brown. He had one. I. 14-game season makes sense. Uh, no. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is one of the three. Um, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is the second. They both did it uh, twice. Walter Not Walter Payton. LT? Not LT. Priest Holmes. No. Okay, Larry Johnson. No. <laughs> of course, you have to give a mandatory shout-out to the insane Chiefs numbers of the mid-2000s, early mid-2000s. Yes. Um, 1,800, man. That's a lot of... A lot of yards. Jamal Lewis. Nope. Chris Johnson. Nope. Okay, I knew that wasn't the correct answer. I just wanted to say Chris Johnson. Um, Fair. Um, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson did it three times. The only player ever to do it three times. Sanders did it twice. OJ did it twice. Well done. Thank you. Um, Carson, I know you're not going to like this question because we have specifically talked about how you did not want to do all-star game MVPs, and yet I am subjecting you to a question about all-star game MVPs. All right. Carson, Scottie Pippen took home all-star game MVP in 94. Jordan won it in 96. Can you tell me what Western Conference shooting guard took home all-star game MVP in 1995? Clyde Drexler. Good guess. No. How obscure is this guy going to be that's the question because no don't don't tell me i i'm just thinking no, no, i'm saying uh, numbers numbers wise i don't think he's super i think numbers wise he competes i know with, i know i know who it is kevin johnson no you can't keep deceiving me with these looks <laughs> you made the big eyes i thought i had it i really thought it was going to be kevin johnson um maybe i shouldn't have said i've got it and then gotten it wrong. Um, you know, I always think of some of the random big number guys of this era, like Tom Gugliotta, not a guard though. Um, Tom Chambers, not a guard. Also a little bit past his time at this point. Hmm. <laughs> Is it Nick Van Exel? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. That one caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> Western Conference is it Cedric Ceballos? You would probably say was a three, but is it Cedric Ceballos? 
It is not Cedric Ceballos. Yeah. No, it was a gutsy guess. Um, man. Mid-90s Western Conference guards. It's not John Stockton, but I will guess John Stockton. Not Stockton. Is it rookie J. Kidd? Uh, that's an interesting guess. It is not rookie J. Kidd. Was he an all-star as a rookie? Because obviously he was rookie of the year. Uh, um, he was not. Okay. Um, that man didn't shoot 40% from the field for a long time. Okay. Um, I'm just, is it, I'm just going to guess great guards from this era and we will get there eventually. Gary Payton. No. Hersey Hawkins wasn't an all-star. I'm just thinking about the, uh, the, to your, to your credit, um, Stockton and Payton were both all-stars in this season. Uh, Uh, and Marley was a uh, all-star from the Suns this year instead of kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's work our way through. He's going to be somewhere out West. Um, not going to be a guy on the Rockets. Is it going to be someone on the Denver Nuggets? No, definitely not in this era. Um, Jazz. Is it Hornacek? Not Hornacek. Okay, um, so Rockets, it's not. Um, thun- Pfft, Thunder didn't exist. Um, oh, all right. I'm going to shout out the Mavs of this era. Is it Jim Jackson? Uh, you know, I like the guess. It is not Jim Jackson. I don't think, I, I don't think even as obscure as Jim Jackson. Okay. We're going to level up from Jim Jackson. Which makes sense, because um, that is a pretty obscure one. <sighs> Golden State Warriors. Um, oh, oh, I think I got it. Mitch Richmond. Yes, there we go. Mitch Richmond. Um, uh, he shot. He had twenty-three points in this game, four assists and uh, or four rebounds, two assists. He shot ten to thirteen from the field. Uh, Pretty lackluster, I would say, cast of All-Stars. In the East, we have Tyrone Hill, uh, Vin Baker, Dana Bar- uh, Barros. Um, yeah, uh, eventually we get down to Mitch Richmond. Tyrone Hill has to be one of the worst All-Stars ever. Um, that is a... No, he played six minutes. Point. He scored two points. <laughs> okay, Logan. Can you name every quarterback who has had a 5,000-yard passing season? Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Dan Marino, um, Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, Peyton Manning. Yep. I don't, I don't know why I said that with a question. Nope. Yep. <laughs> he has the record. <laughs> um, I, Tom Brady, I don't think Brady has a 5,000 yard season. Does he? Brady does. Okay. Uh, how many more? You have six. You need two more. Rodgers. No. Wow. No Rodgers. Andrew Luck. Nope. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. One more. Breeze is the only guy on this list to have done it more than once. He did it five times. Just an unreal resume for that guy. How has he not won an MVP? Yeah, I know. It's... The eternal question. And one more. Um, I know it's a modern era guy. 
I Jameis Winston. Yep, Jameis. Famous Jameis. That's the crew. Only eight guys have ever done it. Um, there's a crew of people that have come close, but well done, Logan. Yeah, thank, any quarterback question, it immediately makes me go, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. The pressure's on at that point. Okay, Carson, um, I don't know if you're going to get this one. I, I'm, this is probably one of my hardest questions on here. Okay. Um, I know you can name every NBA champion and finals MVP, but Carson, can you tell me who was the head coach of the 1995 Eastern Conference champions? I should be able to. Um, it's the Magic, obviously. Um, who was coaching the Magic at that time? Oh, I've I've seen the This Magic moment, 30 for 30. Is it – oh, what's that guy's name? I kind of think I have him in my head, but I'm not actually sure. Um, if it's – the guy that I'm thinking of, for some reason I have I have Hill and Scott going in my head. I don't think either of those are correct. Um, wait. Okay, that's one of them definitely is correct if you're looking at me like that. Otherwise, you are a cruel man. Hill, Brian Hill. Yes. Come on. That one, that one felt good. And you know what my, that reminds that was- me of? <laughs> You know what that reminds me of, Logan? The very first question in trivia time history when you asked me who was the coach of the 2009 Orlando Magic, and of course I said Stan Van Gundy right away. Now we take it 14 years back and up a notch. I just, that's the kind of thing that I just had within the recesses of my mind, you know? Carson, that was really impressive. I I expected you to sputter. I expected you to fail. And that was my Jake Scott question. Brian Hill, great answer. I... Wow, that's so funny how that works. Like, that was just back there somewhere. Okay, I'm feeling good now. Logan, since 1980, only four players have had five straight seasons with at least five interceptions. Who are they? Four guys. D'Angelo Hall. Not D'Angelo Hall. Uh, Namdi Asamoa. No. I will tell you right now, none of them are actually from 2000 or later. This is a a Um, tough one. Deion Sanders. No. Wow. Um, It's an interesting list. There's probably a couple of them you won't get, but there's probably a couple you will. You said none post-2000? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rod Woodson. Nope. Wow, you're telling me Rod didn't do it once? Just looking at it. Dion only got five or more interceptions in back-to-back seasons once. His longest streak ever was two. I don't know why. Um, Ty Law? I don't, I don't think Ty Law is the answer. Not Ty Law. Interestingly enough, Rod Woodson also only went back-to-back seasons once. Uh, Carson, this is an excellent question. Thank you. I, tell me. I, I give up. I, am, I got okay. nothing. So two of them are really hard and are sort of just in here. Cause like, Hey, isn't this a cool answer? Eric Davis from 1996 to 2000 had exactly five interceptions in each of those five seasons, which he was clearly gunning to be asked about on this question because he did the bare minimum to qualify Joey Browner from 1987 to 1991. Those are the two really tough ones. Ronnie Lott, 
85 to 89. And Donnie Shell, 79 to 84. And you asked me last week if every question was going to be about Donnie Shell. And so I figured I would at least make one of them about Donnie Shell. Carson, I had Donnie Shell, but I go, and I don't think Shell played much past the 80s. Wow, that is disappointing. Tough. Tough. Yeah. That one hurts. Right out of Donnie Shell, I've got a Charlotte Bobcats question for you, Carson. Yes. The Bobcats went 18 and 64 in their inaugural season. Can you tell me who led the team in scoring? Oh, wow. Um, so the Bobcats inaugural season, is that when they became, wow, the, the history of this team is so confusing. Um, is that when they became the Bobcats or when the Charlotte Hornets were introduced? When they became yeah, the Bobcats. When I say Bobcats, I mean when they became the Bobcats. So what year was that? 2000 what? 2000. I believe it was 2004 to five, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. Um, so let's think all the way back. Ooh, that's got to be a bad team. Um, I think, you know, I can remember some of the Bobcats of the early 2010s. They're a little more memorable. Of course, I remember all the Bobcats from maybe the worst team ever um, fondly. In fact, going back to 0405, somebody who just got dumped off in an expansion draft in that era. Man, I just feel like there was so little retention with the Bobcats for a few years. Like, no one really stuck around, um, which makes this one a little bit harder. Um, it's not Steven Jackson. He played for the Bobcats later, right? Okay, not not Captain Jack. Um, the Bobcats just blur together because they were never good. And they were only around for 10 years as the Bobcats, you know? It's such a strange little – and they just had the ugliest uniforms I have ever seen. Um, Did you really hate them that bad? Oh, I didn't like them. You liked them? You I like mean, that orange? Hey. Fair enough. Okay. Um, no, see, I'm thinking about guys who ended on the Bobcats. Like, I was thinking Al Jefferson, Gerald Wallace. Those guys both started in other places. You know, I might have to throw this one in, but before I do so, I will say um, Rafe LaFrance. <laughs> Wait, I, do I want to throw this in? I think I should. I don't know. I'm going to, I want you to guess one more time. I just, okay. because this is a guy that in my opinion, when you think early Charlotte Bobcats, he's probably the guy you think of. Okay. Oh man. I just think of so many random people, Tyrus Thomas. Like I don't think of a single good Bobcat except for Kemba. I guess Al Jefferson was pretty good. Uh, I'm going to throw in the towel. Who is it? Rookie of the year. Emeka Okafor. 15.1 points per game that season, 10.9 boards. Um, the guy who finished second on this list, I have no idea who he is. Carson, uh, if you could – I want you to go to the Bobcats page, and I want you to try to pronounce the name of this seven foot two center from the 0405 Bobcats. I have no idea how to say this name. All right. Uh, first off, let me say that was stupid of me because the only guy I would remember from that year – is, of course, a Mecca Okafor because he won Rookie of the Year. Um, that was a good question, and I should have – wow, I've 
I've never heard of that guy either. Oh, Gerald Wallace was on this team at least. Um, mm-hmm. So that wouldn't have been a terrible guy. Primoz Brezec. Bre- Brezec. Yeah, he's Slovenian. Primoz Brezec. Mm, seems like a good guy. Uh, not a great player, though, by my estimation. All right, Logan, good question. Now, let's get back to football. Our last decade question of the day. Who led the 2000s in both receptions and receiving yards? Marvin Harrison. No. Torrey Holt. It's Torrey Holt. Very quick on that one, Logan. 868 catches. Uh, Second place is Tony Gonzalez with 831. 12,594 yards. Randy Moss and Terrell Owens are next, both below 11,800. Torrey Holt continues to be one of the most under-discussed, underrated all-time receiver talents. And I don't get it because Isaac Bruce and him are in the same boat when it comes to wide-out circles, and they were both uber-talented, even to Torrey Holt's time in Jacksonville. Um, I like the question, Carson. Uh, Yeah, Torrey's just underrated criminally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. What do you got for me? Um, this is one of my favorite questions. My basketball references, Hall of Fame probability calculator. What Hall of Famer has the lowest number? And it's not, it's not a scrub. Okay. Um, well, and I also, I want you to think logically on this. I mean, my first thought is Sarunas Marshallonis, just (laughs) because his NBA resume isn't great, but he's a basketball Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, I, I think I should be able to get this. Calvin Murphy? No. Bill Bradley? Is it a guy who is in the Hall of Fame for something other than the NBA? No. Okay, because I was going to say, like, maybe Sabonis. Um, hmm. No, this guy has a a decent NBA, like, a, a really solid NBA resume. But okay. I, I threw this in there more for not – I want you to think guys who number-wise may not compete. Okay. Um, well, my first thought there went straight to Ben Wallace, but Ben Wallace is not in the Hall of Fame. Is it Dennis Rodman? Uh, it is not Rodman. Good guess, though. Yeah, I guess the championships, the deep hoys would probably rank him up a notch there and the insane rebounding numbers. But, like, who knows how basketball references Hall of Fame probability calculator works. Um what is this guy's probability, just out of curiosity? Um, I'm glad you asked, Carson. 0.0204. And for context, he's underneath Dana Barros, Detlef Schrempf, Vin Baker, and Mel Hutchins. And in my opinion, uh, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. In your opinion, he should be in the Hall of Fame easily. Okay. Um, interesting. Is it Vlade Divac? Is he a Hall of Famer? Interesting guess. Um, I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's a big man. I was thinking Yao Ming, but I don't think it's going to be Yao Ming because um, I'm assuming it's not Yao Ming. No. Okay. A big man. I wonder if they – no, there's no way they could – for a second I thought Bill Walton um, just because his career was so brief. Is it Bill Walton? It's Bill Walton. What the? What kind of formula are they using? I mean, <laughs> this, this, 
you're talking about a guy that was toe-to-toe with Kareem as the best player in the league when he was healthy, won a title, then led his team to be 50-10, and 10, won MVP playing just 58 games, and then, obviously, broken foot, still comes back, managed to be the sixth man of the year on the third greatest team of all time. So I'm I just just for people who are wondering, um, I'm looking at like how they calculate this. Uh, it yeah. says you receive certain points for leading uh, categories and uh, finishing in the top ten for stuff, and mm-hmm. then like championships, All Star game selections. So I mean, for a guy with as unique a career as Bill Walton, it makes sense that his number would be this low. Although NBA heads know that Bill Walton is deservedly in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that their formula relies heavily on stupid points. idiot brains um no like i can't believe that they can't weigh mvp championship finals mvp that heavily like you would think that that alone would get him up there but i did think the brevity of his career and the fact that again you know he not like he put up insane scoring numbers might um keep him on the table okay logan this is one that you're probably either gonna know or you're not gonna know and it may just be that you don't know it who is the heaviest nfl player ever Larry Allen. Not Larry Allen. He's not a great, not a great player. Albert Hainsworth. Not Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> okay, this is a joke, and then you can tell me the right answer. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> it's not Jamarcus Russell. The answer, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, you can go ahead. The answer is Aaron Gibson. Uh, 6'6", at his peak, 410 pounds, in high school, 440. This man weighed 440 pounds in high school, was a first-round pick of, unsurprisingly, the Detroit Lions, only played five years in the NFL, um, and I assume that he then died. (laughs) I can say that that because he actually didn't. Um, But, yes, Aaron Gibson, only 42 today. I'm surprised he lasts five seasons. That's impressive for a man of his size. Yeah. Well, he did – no, actually, he didn't take a year off. Yeah, it was a, it was a solid five years for, for Aaron. I'm going to need to read up on my Aaron Gibson trivia. Okay. Yeah, um, Carson, Derrick Rose won the 2011 MVP and became the youngest player ever to do so. Mm-hmm. Who finished second in MVP voting that season? Well, you want me to say LeBron. You think I don't know it's, you think I don't know it's Dwight Howard? Oh! I That's thought right. I thought you were just gonna eat it and snap and go LeBron James, but you got me. I win. I win trivia time. Okay, Logan. Only one active skill position player has four All Pro selections to his name. Who is it? Aaron Donald. Skill position player. As in. As in an offensive skill position, like receiver, running back, quarterback, tight end. Okay, sorry. When I think skill position, I think like anything outside quarterback. Interesting. I should have clarified that. And for that, I will pay. With okay, my um, why a- Antonio Brown. Okay, so I am not counting Antonio Brown as an active player because he says that he's retired, but he is one of two who does have four all-pro selections, so you definitely get um, credit for that. Um, Julio Jones. Not Julio. Um, okay. I thought Julio was going to hit. Uh, it's got to be a wide receiver. It has to be. I don't 
now running backs don't last long enough to get this many all pro appearances. Um, Mike Evans. No. Travis Kelsey. Nope. I should clarify. Actually, this is first team all pro selections. Um, because for whatever reason, Pro Football Reference doesn't show second team. So, first team only. And how many? Four. I was going to say Michael Thomas, but I don't think he's been in the league long enough to well, – I mean, he may have has, but there's been too many wideouts at that position. He would have had to go four for four, which, you know, tall task. Um, Man, all pro selections are hard to come by, which means this guy is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Oh, uh, is it DeAndre Hopkins? It is not D-Hop. D-Hop is one of only two other skill position players who has even three. Larry Fitzgerald. Nope, not Fitzy. <laughs> um, I would advise you to stop focusing so much on receivers. Frank Gore. No. Uh, let's be realistic. Adrian no. Peterson. It is AP, who unfortunately, after I wrote this question, was released – um, but yes, AP has four, AB has four, uh, and then Brady and Hopkins have three, and that's it for the offensive skill positions. Good question. And yeah, it was a little bit deceiving because AP is obviously not the same running back he was. Good yeah. question, though. Thank you. Um, Carson, sticking with MVP voting, 2004's top five in MVP voting is one of the strangest ever assembled. Okay. Can you name all the top five vote getters for the award? Four of them are in the front court. All of them played in the Western Conference. 2004? I, I can do it. Um, and I'll tell you the first two guys who are there that you're probably thinking, what? Jermaine O'Neal and Peja Stojakovic. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Yes. Three and four. Um, Shaq is there. No. Shaq is not there. Okay, well, obviously KG won this season. So, oh, KG, Tim Duncan. That's the four from the Western Conference. And then there's one guy who's not from the Western Conference. Um, no, no, no. They're, they all play oh, in the Western Conference. Yeah. They're all from the West. Okay. I think Kobe and Shaq were five and six this year. So I'm going to go Kobe at five. Kobe is five. Wow, Carson, I thought that was going to get you the Page of Stoyakovic and Jermaine O'Neal trickery, but uh, you prevail. Great job. Thank you very much. Okay, Logan, this is your last question before the bonus question. Who is the Raiders' all-time passing leader? Ken Stabler. Not Ken Stabler. He is second with 19,078. Rich Gannon? Rich Gannon is third. Um, it's not Derek Carr, is it? Oh, it is, Logan. It is Derek Carr with 22,793. Eat it! <laughs> Nerds! And, and think. <laughs> and think. John Gruden wants to move on to Marcus Mariota. Foolish. John Gruden apparently wants to move on to Nathan Peterman. Did you see that? They're talking about him as and he should. Camp. Yeah, as he should. All right, what do you got for me? Carson, this is a brutal one um, just because it is <laughs> – I'll let you hear it. Okay. Clay Thompson holds the record for points scored in a single quarter with 37. But Carson, and you get brownie points for this if you can get it. Who holds mm -hmm. the record for assists in a single quarter? 
That's a great question. I'll even, I'll even give you a year. 2009. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to give me a year to answer. Okay. Well, my first thought was maybe Scott Skiles because he has the single game record. It seemed like a logical way to go about it. No, it's not Scott Skiles. That's very clear now. Uh, 2009 point guards. You know what? Let's run it down. Um, <laughs> I almost said Johnny Flynn as a joke. Wait. Maybe it is Johnny Flynn because he put up weirdly big numbers <laughs> as a rookie. Um, okay, I just have to go through the point guards of this era. Rondo, Kidd, Nash. Can't be any of them. You wouldn't have said, hey, man, that's insane. Darren Williams, Chris Paul. Can't be them. You wouldn't have said, hey, man, that's insane. Um, Carson, I want you to think of, like, the wackest player you can think of. Yeah. Who played point guard? Kirk Heinrich. It's Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> Great answer. It's it's not Kirk. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of guys who even had decent assist numbers at this point. Um, was Jose Juan Barre in the league yet? I think he might. <laughs> I think he might have come in the next year. Okay. Um, I mean, I want to get this. Let's get that straight. Um. I almost just said Pablo Prigioni, who didn't play for like <laughs> until like five years after this. Um, but I was just thinking about Knicks guys. Uh, man, this is going to be a weird one. I I'm pretty confident of that because you told me it was going to be a weird one. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks rookie. <laughs> did rookie Brandon Jennings have yet another accomplishment? No. Who could this be? 2009 Andre Miller you know I like it that's it's a good guess but no yeah I thought that that was a good guess but it's almost not weird enough it sounds like based on the nature of this question so Miller uh I I don't want to give you that much of a hint I like I feel like you know what I will because this guy is that obscure I am okay Miller spent some time in Portland this guy did it when he was in Portland okay that's how I got there, is I, I just thought Portland. 2009 Portland point guard who set the single quarter assist record. Can I ask what the number is? 14. Good God. Oh, my God. Against the L.A. Lakers in the first quarter. This is a record that everyone should know. That's, that's crazier than 37 points in a quarter. I'll say that right now. 14 assists? Oh, man. For the Blazers. Who could it be? Uh, Steve Blake. Yes, it's Steve Blake. Come on. Come on. Brian Hill, Steve Blake. Let's go. Like, can you think of a whacker NBA player to <laughs> for that? I think that I, I he must have ended with like 30 that game or something because I knew that he was up there on the single-game assist leaderboard. Um, or maybe I just thought Portland. I don't know. It's weird because I don't even associate him with Portland for the most part, but I do remember that he played there. You know what? I'm glad that I ended on that, even with a hint. Okay, Logan. Are you ready for your bonus question? I'm always ready. This is a tough one. And I feel like I've had to ramp it up a notch because – the only one that you ever haven't gotten was the Fitzpatrick one for the 08 Bengals or whatever that was. That's the only one that you haven't found your way to eventually. So 
We'll see if this one can stump you. Who was the starting quarterback for the 2006 Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Chris Sims. Not Chris Sims. Uh, Brian Greasy. Nope. Byron Lefwich. Nope. Man. Uh... It's a tough one. Yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Yeah. I think that Sims and Greasy kind of split duties the year before this. Um, Sims, I think, started a couple games this year, but he was not their primary starter. Todd Bowman. Nope. Yeah, Sims started 10 games in 2005. Greasy started six. And the Bucks went 11-5 and five and then took a swift drop off to 4-12. and 12. Sean King? Nope. I know who it is. Okay. It's got to be Jeff Garcia. Not Jeff Garcia. <laughs> Man, this is a good one. You look stumped. <laughs> I am. I just said Chris Sims, Brian, like these are, they're not high upper echelon. They all suck. They do. They do. John suck. Kitna. No, not the Kitnator. <laughs> At this point, I'm just trying to get journeyman who, uh, this is a. This might be your best one yet. I th- I think this really could be the second one to stump you. I don't. I hate losing these questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. No. <laughs> um. Oh, Bucks in 06. dude. Can I ask? Do you know what their record was this season? They were four and twelve. This guy was three and eight as the starter. Was he throwing to Keenan McCardell? Um, no. Man, dude, I... He was throwing to Nerdsesh favorite Joey Galloway, though, who had over 1,000 yards this year. I don't want to throw in the towel. Man, um... Okay, this is going to sound weird. Carson, give me his college. Okay. Um, Does that give it away? Give me a second. I don't think so. Because <laughs> um, I don't know what college... He went to Toledo. Is it Charlie Fry? No, Charlie Fry went to Akron. Not Charlie Fry. What quarterback played at Toledo? Tough to say. All right, I'm going to throw one more guess out there. Um, I'm going to reach into my annals of uh, Madden 06 rosters right now and uh, see what I can pull out. (laughs) Toledo. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me who it is, Carson. Bruce Gradkowski. Yeah. That's a tough one. I it's should've a, gotten, I should have. Can you uh, really say that you should have gotten it? Can you, can you really dude, say he that? Was the, he was a Steelers backup for three years. Like, uh, dude, I have gotten Bruce Gradkowski wrong more on like quarterback quizzes than anybody else because – I don't remember his time with the Raiders. I don't remember his time with the Buccaneers. Like, Bruce Gradkowski was a flat-out bum. And he was a bum in Pittsburgh. I don't think about Bruce Gradkowski because he never had any merit except for as a clipboard holder. Carson, I applaud you for going through Pro Football Reference for finding that. And... I mean, you know what's hilarious? You mentioned how the Steelers had him as a backup for three years. In those three years, how many games do you think he got into? 
I think he if he played any, maybe one. One. Got into one game, didn't throw a pass. Somehow finished with a QBR of 85.5, though. So I'm I think I think Big Ben went out for like a snap or something because he got hurt and he handed the ball off to Levy <laughs> yeah. and then went back to the bench. I would I would certainly buy that. Uh, I'm sorry that we have to end on that note, Logan. You know, I, I think that we're all aware at this point, if we've listened to most of the trivia times, that the fact that you're um, that you're nine of eleven on those is pretty insane, considering the degree of difficulty. So that's going to do it for us here today. As always, this has been great fun. I've been Carson Brabber. I've been Logan Camden. And this was NerdZone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.